Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Love About Town, the podcast where two brown nerds talk about sex, dating, and relationships in an attempt to be better. As always, you have me, your host, Kenise Mobley, and... Your boy, Rohan, everybody. This week, we had a really wonderful conversation with Kate Willett, where we talk about uh, attachment styles, Kate's two cats, and different ways of meeting potential dates that Kate has encountered. So yeah, enjoy this conversation with Kate Willett, and thanks so much for listening. Enjoy. What's up, Kate? How are you? Yeah, I'm I'm okay. I'm doing pretty good. Just spent the day doing some chores for the most part. But Your background like, looks like you're trying to channel something. <laughs> I, it's, it's, that's my vibe, you know? That's, yeah. just, that's who uh, I am. For the listeners, Rohan yeah. is describing a combination of images and uh, is it like small LED lights with different colors? Yeah, it's like rainbow lights. I think they call them unicorn lights or Dude, something. Dude, it's so, no, it's freaking cool. Uh, this is, I have a confession. I've never done this before any podcast, but I was at a barbecue and I smoked a little bit of weed. And so this is like, this is doing it. The lighting is doing it for me. Oh, too. nice. Thank <laughs> you. <Yeah. laughs> I'm stoned and I'm like, this is, this is great. Have y'all seen Xanadu, that Olivia Newton-John musical movie? I haven't seen that one, but I have, I have heard of it. I've yeah. heard of yeah. it based on like people calling it a bad film, but nah, you were enthusiastic good. about it. Yeah, it's good. And okay. the movie is like, it's it delighting just reminds me of that movie because it's like very like 80s i don't know you're gonna it, i mean you know what i mean <laughs> yes it's the lighting could be considered retro i don't know i also think like that is what marion williams or what the marion Williamson. Yeah. yeah like that it's is what the animal. inside of her head looks like like just like little lights and maybe like uh clouds it, it's kind of like a nebula like that I love Marianne. She's yeah, a queen. Dude, she rules. Yeah, she rules. I, I, I like post-election Marianne mm-hmm. more than even when she was running because I feel like she's become more conscious of things. Uh, and she's like, wait a minute. These billionaires are just running the government. That's fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like live tweeting her realizations about it. <laughs> yeah, like during the campaign, she was like, I'm putting Joe Biden into an orb. And she like introduced me to the orb like that there was a meme going around because she said that and it was just like, you know, you put someone in orb and then you release them. And that yeah. was her when she was running for president afterwards, she was like, oh my God, it was way worse than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think like Virgil, Texas. Yeah. Radicalized her a little bit. Cause he was oh, kind of yes. talking through with her. Why for the things that she cares about, capitalism is not great. Virgil, Texas is the, he, I don't know if he still is, but he was at least at that time a host of Chapo Trap House, and he did a, a, like a one-on-one interview with her. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, she's she's great. <laughs> but yeah, it's got this big Xandu vibe, and I smell pot, and I feel like so relaxed. And I just ate a piece of like Oreo cheesecake. Fuck yeah! Oh my god, I'm like it sounds delicious, right and I may have to order something similar. <laughs> Sometimes when I get, and it used to be like when I would get mad, but now it's just been when I get 
high, I will make myself a chocolate cake. Yes. And I may do that based on you talking about that right now. Yeah. You sound like the most ambitious high person of all time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm getting high and I'm making a cake. Dude, Kate, I just I discovered during this pandemic that there is like a group of people who there is a type of person who gets high and does things. Like my girlfriend does that. My girlfriend will get high and just be like, I'm going to do the dishes. I'm going to write like, you know, whatever for my dumpling project. I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to interview this person. I'm going to transcribe notes from this. And I'm just like, what? That The whole point of weed is so you avoid all of these things. No, no. The whole point of weed is just to like feel nice. And it like opens a door in my brain. That's like the things you've been avoiding, you don't need to avoid them. They're not that bad. Just do them. And it's like, okay, I'll do my chores. I'll set this up. I also took an edible today, uh, but it was like several hours ago. Uh, but yeah, I like built some furniture. I'm going to build some more furniture by the end of the night. I'm going to make some social posts. I'm going to schedule them out. I'm, I love it. Oh man, I'm the opposite. I don't even smoke weed anymore or eat it or anything because it gives me so much anxiety. But oh, no. when... I do partake, uh, at least in the past, like the only thing that I want to do is like eat, like I just go to the bodega, yeah, get like way. extreme quantities of junk food and then just <laughs> sit there and shove it in my face and just enjoy it so yeah. deeply. It tastes amazing. Um, yeah. Pizza, ice cream, brownies, cookies, candy, it's delicious. Oh, but speaking my language. Yeah, but I can't. <laughs> Uh, I, the last time I got high, it was by accident and it was what, a little, what, what, happened? Yeah, what happened? So there was a piece of chocolate, um, in the fridge or in the freezer that, uh, like I thought one of my previous roommates had left it and I knew that there was some weed in it, but I like ate like a tiny, 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 tiny bite like minuscule, like almost like a flake of it because I was like, oh, well, you know, I just really want to microdose, like just a, a yeah. little tiny bit to relax me. But then I got like stone out of my fucking mind. And I was sitting on the couch uh, watching TV with like a guy I was dating and he was he turns to me at one point and he's like, is everything OK? And I was like, just confused because it's like oh, what's going on but like, you just haven't said anything for like yeah. <laughs> you know and i was just like oh shit i think i accidentally got really high <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. that 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 happens i love getting high with my girlfriend that is that is like a very fun thing to do because those like awkward pauses or whatever like at first you're like is everything okay and then like as you, time goes on it just becomes like oh we're quiet now this is nice and like it's great every like three times you get high we get high it's just like we're high and then we're on our phones the whole time because we just <laughs> need that like i'm listening to music she's like whatever texting or like catching up on shit She's doing productive ass shit, and I'm just like, oh, maybe I should order McDonald's on Uber Eats. Like, oh my god! Yeah, honestly, I hate McDonald's normally, but McDonald's well high, Dude, so it's good. <laughs> I love McDonald's sober. Yeah, I'm gonna try this. I've never had McDonald's high. I'll, I'll, I'll the the... greasy salty is so yeah. good. Okay, it's the, it's the best. Honestly. I feel like this is like. If given where like Rohan is is like currently high right now, I feel like this is like low grade torture. Yeah. Like, yeah, what if there was like a pan of brownies here? You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm it's not like gonna lie. Sex line, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. That piece of Oreo cheesecake, I debated bringing it next to me while we record, but I, no. I was like, no, I was gonna eat. It. I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna eat on mic, and then 
now like we're talking about food and i'm just like it's just it's in the kitchen it's right behind me <laughs> yeah you have to wait until the end it. of this podcast <laughs> yeah but it weirdly some people makes pot makes them more anxious and i do get a little bit anxious sometimes on it when like there are people who like if there's like an awkward silence and i'm like well everyone hates me but if there's like not then i feel a lot less anxious like like i can't predict when the anxiety will hit me or some people just know it like right away I don't even feel anxious about everyone hating me or anything like that. I don't feel anxious about the cops. Like there's no, no like traditional weed anxiety. It's just more that I am confronted with like my own to-do list and just like, holy shit, you haven't done your taxes since whatever. And it's just like, oh my God, I don't want to think about all this yeah, right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I take it so I don't have to think about those things. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I still haven't really, outside of, I think, with you on Friday or yeah. Saturday or whatever day that was, I don't Friday. think I've taken it around people. And honestly, the second it started hitting, it was like, yeah, it seems about time to wrap up this dinner. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering when it hit you because we were just all like chatting and laughing and having a good time. And then I was like, Tanise seems very high. <laughs> Did I? I? Oh, I didn't know that I seemed high. I was just enjoying the, the vibe, I guess. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. yeah. No, not, I didn't mean it in a bad way. I was just like, oh, she's high. She's enjoying herself. Like that kind yeah. of thing. Not yeah. it was just like, oh, okay, yeah. So you're not a high, you're not a high social person then you realize. Denise. I think, I think that's the case that it's like uh, me alone or maybe me with one other person thing, but not like a me in a group or at a party. Yeah. Like five or six people. Yeah. I went to that's a party fair. sober yesterday. Holy shit. Yeah. I haven't done that in a long time, but I was able to talk to people and I, it was like a pleasant surprise for me. Like, oh, wow. I don't need drugs or alcohol to be like social and friendly. I can just talk to people. What is this? It's hard. yeah that's awesome i i was sober for a long time i still am mostly sober but so i didn't take like drugs or drink for like years and years i had a little sobriety broom sprung in the quarantine hell yeah I, I think a lot like, of people did that. I was, I mean, it was kind of like, well, if I'm ever going to try drinking again to see if it works for me, then, you know, now's the time because I don't have that much to like really fuck up. I'm not going to be like out of shows or whatever so I can see. And it like really didn't work for me. I have no off switch whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I start putting alcohol in it, I'm like, I feel great. You know, what would make <laughs> you feel better is more, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, until I'm like passed out. But yeah, but I that experience of like being at a party and actually having a good time without any substances, like I was there for a long time. I feel like people don't understand that that is like very possible to yeah. do. If you yeah. enjoy the people that you're around. It's just if the people fucking suck, then there's nothing to take the edge off how sucky yeah. they are. Well, <laughs> I certainly didn't understand it when I was like, I started taking antidepressants in the middle of the pandemic. And I certainly didn't understand that until I started taking those. And I was like, oh, I don't have to be like high. I don't have to be drunk. I don't have to be anything for any of this. I can just exist and it's yeah. going to be totally fine. And that's okay. And it definitely would have changed the way that I, when I was dating, like dated, I wouldn't have been so like anxious and like trying to please everybody and like in every possible way on a first date. Yeah, and then like a lot more relaxed, and like a lot like give off a less of a try hard energy. Yeah, which I can I can give off pretty easily. <laughs> so yeah. Hey, yeah, are you getting anybody? Are you going on dates and stuff? Yeah, I am. You know, I'm kind of like at this point where I'm not really working very hard on it. Like I'm not like 
like I'm not like swiping on the apps a lot, but like if someone kind of comes into the picture, I'll hang out with them. Maybe I'll go on the app like once a week. But I actually have three dates this week, which is Hell like yeah. it's oh, like shit. unprecedented. <laughs> actually, nice. I'm not I'm not like fully sure that one of them is a date. But right. I think so. Did you, okay. did you meet these people on the apps or did you just like know some of them? Uh, one person I met on an app. One person I met out and about in my real life. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and another person I met on Twitter. So Whoa, you got the trifecta. Yeah. <laughs> three ways to communicate with men. <laughs> out yeah. and about, on Twitter, and on the apps. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. If you got what write, excited if you, if, you about these yeah. people? Like, I feel like you're probably getting offers, you know, you're out here, but what about these particular three people made you like, I want to go on a date? So, okay. One of these is a really funny story, but the other ones are just more normal. So I'll just start yeah. with the normal ones. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the, the first guy that I met on an app, you know, he just, we just had stuff in common. He seemed really enthusiastic. And then when I talked to him on, we, I usually do like a little Zoom or FaceTime first, mm-hmm. uh, just because it's like so much to go meet someone and then have no chemistry. Yeah. Um, so we talked on the, uh, on the Zoom and I had actually just quit like a terrible job and right before I talked to him, maybe a half an hour before. And I was like, here's what's going on with me. And I I was just like, this literally just happened. I have so many feelings right now. And he was like, I think because I was just like saying what was in my mind. Like we had a really like real connection for that moment. Yeah, we were. And and we um, yeah, I don't know. We were just able to talk about it with stuff. And it was an interesting conversation. He's still, um, I think, in upstate for like another couple weeks of like pandemic and then um he's gonna come down here we're gonna get coffee um yeah but uh then um the other guy is just a guy that i have thought was very cute for a long time and i don't know but i was like every time i was talking to him i was like does he are we flirting i don't know okay okay i guess we were I don't know. <laughs> or he just wants to be friends with me, but I don't think so. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. he's flirting with me. Um, and so that's that's like a normal situation, you know, just flirting with someone. And here is the other one. So the other guy, I actually messaged um, him about a political issue because he mm-hmm. is an organizer and I needed some advice on uh, like a an organizing situation that I was trying to make happen. We have this whole conversation. It's just like uh, very... You know, it's it's just it's mostly professional. I walk away from the computer and I see a wink emoji and he's like back at you. And I'm like, what? What? And I look at it and above there's like wink emojis. And I was like, what happened? I didn't do this. And I realized my cat had been walking across the computer. What? Yeah, so like my, and, and it was like a, there was like a couple wink emojis and then just like a bunch of like letters and stuff. So it, it was like, when I said, oh, this is my cat, it, like it was believable, but I think that he was like, oh, like what's going on? Is she trying to make this, you know, more, more than organizing? Um, so he was like flirting back with me, but I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. You know, this is my cat. But then I kind of like opened up a discussion. We were like, yeah, let's grab a drink or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that was the weird Oh, one. that's no. Oh my God. That's like the ultimate cat. Like, cause you have two cats and like, yeah. that's like the cat. Dude, that's, 
You, your cat is a matchmaker. Yeah, your cat is. The, she was catfishing. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah, dude, she's like a cat wingman. You're the ultimate cat lady, like the alpha cat lady. The, yeah. The, and she the sees lady. other cat ladies, she gets to beat them up. Or, yeah, like, exactly. Your cats are, are doing your bidding. They're, <laughs> they're finding I, you dates. Yeah, I'm I am like really I'm just an unabashed cat lady at this point. Like yeah. anyone I date, I'm like the cats are like a pack and steal. If things become serious with us, you're gonna live with the cats. That's yeah. how it goes. Uh I'm doing I'm it's it's gone a bit far. I'm doing like earnest posts about like just how much I love my cats, you know, just like they're so special to me. They're so cuddly. Yeah. <laughs> that rules. Like that, that's what I mean. You know what? Like if someone can't accept that I love my little pets. Wrong person for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's like the thing too. It's like, uh, if they're like, oh, are you allergic to cats? And they're like, yeah, you're going to be like, well, I'm sorry. Nothing you can say will ever uh, let yeah. this work out. Yeah. Dude, can I tell you the worst fucking, the, the worst cat guy situation? So, oh, yeah. Uh, after I ended my last relationship, you know, I was like, I I want I was gonna take some time, but I wanted to kind of like have a a brief period of dating just to like prove to my psyche that somebody yeah. someone else would be out there before I took a break. So like mm -hmm. right after I parted ways with my ex, went on a date with this guy, and he was uh, a therapist who was like you know he was a therapist for men so he was like kind of oh. talk, talking to men about like how to open up emotionally like what the impacts of toxic masculinity are so i had built this Whoa. whole i had built this whole fantasy in my mind of like this is the guy for me you know because my ex just you know one could say that he was a little bit closed off in certain ways you know definitely mm -hmm. like as is um kind of you know traditional with heterosexual male conditioning like one of the main emotions he felt comfortable with was anger and so mm -hmm. i was like you know what i'll do i'll date this like super squishy touchy feely <laughs> guy who just mm -hmm. you know he's just thinking about feminism all the time mm -hmm. you know so we go out in the park and it's kind of weird because he shows up and he's wearing a fedora oh which, i'm out, I'm out I, immediately oh, it, i was like and this is this year this, this is, is this year yeah and he's not bald he is bald yeah okay okay no right. but no even if you're bald a fedora no yeah, you're right you're if right. you're bald a baseball cap yeah. a yep. beanie yep. Mm -hmm. uh you know. mm -hmm. baseball cap truly because no, you yeah. don't uh, do no. the like the hey i'm an irish mobster whatever kang like the kangle hat you don't want to do that I you do don't want to do a fedora now was it like did it curl up on the sides or was it that sort of flat like um oh i go to coachella hat that chicks are wearing now uh, I don't remember to be honest, but I okay. think it was like I think it was a traditional like men's rights guy still. Oh, no. Like, you know? <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. Yes, that is the hat of the men's rights activists. I don't know if yeah. Fedora knows this, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it was just weird because I'm like, okay, you're like a therapist who like helps men, you know, with their toxic masculinity or whatever. So it's weird that you don't know that this is like a men's rights symbol, <laughs> but I like put it in. I file it away, you know, like, all right, well, like, if we dated, seriously, this would certainly be something that, like, I could bring up at some point, like, hey, I, I know you didn't know this, but this does have kind of a, a, a meaning that you might not be into, yeah. you know? Yeah. Men's right stuff. So, um, you know, we talk, and then, like, he has done so much fucking research on me in advance. He's, like, 
listened to like half my book and oh. has like watched a bunch of my stuff, which I'm like, you know, you you find out that you're going to go on a date with a stand up. It's I think it's OK to watch like a, a yeah, set or sure. whatever, just to make sure that the person doesn't like absolutely suck. But he had like <laughs> dug into my fucking past. He was like, so you wrote in your book that your first marriage ended for these reasons. How do you Whoa. feel about that? Now? Wow. Holy was just, like, fuck. Too much. It was so much. It was so, so, so much. But you know, so I went home and I was like thinking to myself, um, well, I wonder, you know, if I'm just like, I feel like this is too much, but maybe I'm just like a person who feels like anyone who likes me is too much because I'm always into like the distant, emotionally unavailable guys. So I'm mm-hmm. like, maybe I should just, you know, be outside of my comfort zone here for a second, you know, give this guy a chance. I, I told him like, hey, I can't really... I'm not up for texting this much right now, like mm-hmm. this early, you know, because he was like texting me kind of throughout the day, like very check in relationship texts. And I was like, Ooh. I'm not there yet, you know? Right. Right. Because he knows you because he knows you from your work. He's like he feels like he knows you. Yeah. 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 Right. And, that, and that was just really. But, you know, I was like, I'm going to I'm going to just try to see, you know, if I can communicate my way through this. Yeah. yeah. But then he told me that he was afraid of cats. And I was like, are you allergic? And he's like, no, I'm afraid. And I was like, are you serious? You know, and I was like, I sent him like pictures of my little cats. And I was like, like, how do you feel when you see this? He's like fear, you know? And I was like, and he was like not someone who really joked about shit at all. So I don't think that this was, I don't think he was joking, you know? And I was like, what are you afraid is going to happen? And he's like, I'm afraid that they're going to steal my soul in the night, you know? And they're going (laughs) to go on my head when I sleep. Um, okay. What? Yeah. This guy was a fucking therapist and I'm not saying that therapists are not crazy, but you know, I will say that one would think that if you're a therapist, you at least have a better idea of what's going to come across as crazy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just hide it a little better, you know? Yeah. 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 Hide your own craziness. The last thing somebody wants to see is your own. Maybe because he has to hide it for his patients all the time. He like lets it go in his personal life. Like, yeah. But okay. The the idea that a cat is going to steal your soul is just. Yeah. uh, That's insane. But yeah, that's, I'm sorry. That's, you heard a rumor from the Middle Ages, and <laughs> you ran with it. That is, that is why. I'm sorry you had to deal with that. That's Don't yeah. You. And yeah. but I recently had an experience where a guy looked me up and listened to my podcast and like had read through my Twitter and all this before we went on a date. And I, I'm really frustrated with that impulse, which is like, hey, let me speak for me, like. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that this is what this, the key move. This is what you do. Cause I would do this is you do research on them. I would do research and I would like, do the Google search and everything. And I just wouldn't bring it up on a date. I would be like, yeah. I want to hear because the, because inter- Google, you can create your own impression of somebody via Google and their stand up or whatever it is they're doing. But you want to hear how your impression matches up with what they have to say. So you just ask leading questions about things you already know about. So you can be like, Oh, they're really proud of this. Or actually, I don't like, any like of it. that <laughs> yeah i don't think more psychotic <laughs> yeah i was like i don't because he like the, the guy he, i found out later that he did that so it wasn't until like after we'd already like gone through some things that he was like oh yeah like i had actually followed you in twitter a year ago and like i know like who you i knew who you were when we went on a date and i was like i don't know that feels that feels weird to me yeah okay. it's really weird i have had that happen my last not my last boyfriend, but the boyfriend before him, this guy, 
he had like listened to a bunch of my podcasts and he actually had a bunch of personal details that he knew about me and like he pretend I told him this stuff some of it was very serious stuff that mm. like you know, it wasn't a secret but it was like you know just about very like serious stuff I had been through in my life and he like acted extremely surprised whenever oh, I that's told so him. weird it was just like very it was very like yeah, I mean, look, I think if I had listened to it, I think if I had listened to somebody's podcast, I wouldn't be like, hey, you know, just so you know, I've listened to podcasts. I know all these things about you. But at the same time, you know, it's normal to listen to a podcast. And if you're like, hey, like I've listened to this podcast or, you know, I would at least say if somebody told me something like, yes, I did hear you mention that on your podcast. But yeah. it felt like I should wait for you to bring it up, you know, or yeah. something like that, you know, no, that's literally how no, that's how you do it. You just say. Oh, you know what? I have a, a secret. I like knew because I, I just Googled you. So like, I wanted you to bring it up and that's it. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's how you bring it up. That's a nice way to, that's a yeah. nice way to. I have brought it up in a very different way when I was dating someone. Uh, it was Wait, like, our third, it was like our third or second date. Uh, and this was also a comedian, but he on a podcast did talk about like addiction and all this stuff. Uh, and it affected a certain thing that he had told me about himself. And so I was like, Hey, just checking in. And this was like in person, but I was like, Hey, you mentioned, I, I don't want you to feel weird, but I did listen to your podcast episode of this thing. And you mentioned that like, this was a thing that you used to do. Can we talk about that? Uh, like that felt okay. But are you saying that I could have done that differently? Yeah, I think that the way that that guy brought it up with Duke Kate, where it was just like, like treated it as if it was like an interview and being like, a, like he's writing a piece about you as if yeah. like, like on a different pedestal or like a different like thing that he is on. Like you're not, he's higher, you're higher than him or something. That feels weird. That's like, that was very you weird. You it was keep... also very stalkerish, you know? Yeah. Right. Like, you why have stalker. you done like 10 hours of research for a yeah. first day? You totally, know? totally. Also that, it sounds rude. I don't care. It makes you seem like such a loser. <laughs> like no. you yeah, go exactly. on so few dates that you have ten hours to commit <laughs> to each one. You don't have anything going on in your life. Like no, you got to be chill. You got to be chill about what you know, but about revealing what you know and what you don't know. Well, I, I, I don't know because it's like. So I think that potentially I did something that may have contributed to this, but still doesn't justify it. We were texting and, you know, he asked me in text, like, you know, what are you, what are you looking for? Which I feel like is a normal question mm -hmm. on Hinge or whatever. Ooh, and I said, yeah. I was looking for like a loving and supportive relationship, but, you know, down the line with someone, you know, just in general, I'm looking for that. And, you know, he asked me what my deal breakers were with people also other normal question like what i would say for like you know deal breakers at this point is like no active addictions or untreated mental illness like if you're dealing if you're you know if you have something and you're going to the doctor about it like that's that's okay with me you know like but uh i i want if there is an issue that needs care i want the person to be to be you know taking taking those steps um but, you know, I also said that one of my deal breakers was like, if someone was extremely emotionally unavailable, then I wouldn't be into that. And so I think he was like maybe trying to show me how emotionally available he was. But it was like, dude, I'm looking for the middle ground. The yeah. Middle yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not like yeah. Uh, the 
I don't know. It was just, it was such a weird situation. And I actually had to, I was so creeped out by him in a weird way. It like hit, it hit like a nerve. And I had to take a few weeks off after that. There was something mm. really upsetting about it. Yeah. yeah. It felt yeah. like a violation of trust. It did. I felt violated. Like I had like a stomach ache that I felt, you know, and I, I don't know. But then now I just, I feel, I feel better from that. It was just like, so it was so much, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. are people like reacting on the apps now, Kenise and Kate? You both answer that because they're like, because they're like, it's now so many more people are vaccinated. I think that like 60% of adults in America have had one dose at least. So, like, a lot of people are vaccinated. People are down for everything. I don't know. Like, what I've seen is people just being like, yes, date inside, outside. I don't care. Let's just go on a date. Yeah. Yeah. I have. Uh, have I been? I think that that might have been the only. No, I've been on two app dates. Mm hmm. That guy, and then I went on another guy. I also went on a date with another guy who was another. We went to a park, and he told me that he was inspired by Mayor Pete. And that. Oh, look at that. <laughs> I, I, I imagine that he hadn't looked you up. I think that it was like this kind of thing where he's like, oh, you're liberal. I'm liberal. We both love politics. And I'm like, oh. no, 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 no. And that was the thing, because when he said he was inspired by Mayor Pete, I was like, this is a fucking red flag. And yeah. like, I mean, like, honestly, you know, not to speak ill of anybody, but I'm not like, I'm not known for being a person that is like averse to dating people who have some kind of issue. You yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> but, but this was like, this is too far for me. I can't yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn you. Okay. So one thing that you said earlier is that you're not interested in dating anyone who's emotionally unavailable. One of the first times we met, we actually talked about attachment styles. Oh and yeah. So that emotional unavailability would you say that that is in line with what what is that which one is that is that the detached one avoidant avoidant Dis yes yeah. yeah yeah well okay can i take like three minutes to answer this question because it's yes, sort please. of a complicated yes. answer. yeah okay mm -hmm. so just to kind of give people a quick have you talked about attachment styles before no Okay, no, I'll get. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, give give a give a brief rundown. Yes, I'll give you a brief rundown. So there's four attachment styles, and everyone has one primary attachment style. These things can change throughout their, our lives, but mostly everybody has one. And unless they actively work to change it or something really you know huge happens to them, it stays the same. So the four attachment styles. One, you got like secure people. This is like 50% of the population. And these people, you know, generally from happy families, it's easy for them to give and receive love. They're generally pretty trusting. If they have something on their mind, they feel comfortable communicating it, um, you know, good, good boundaries, but at the same time, like, you know, just available, right? And so secure people, I don't know, supposedly it's 50% of these the population. I don't know nope. where these fucking magical <laughs> unicorns are. Yeah. Because it's certainly not comedy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then, yes. th then we have the anxious, the anxious attachment style. Um, I am this attachment style, or at least actually I might not be anymore, but I, I was for a long time. Mm -hmm. So um, anxious people are uh people who are always it sounds like it might be also rohan where you're like oh i really want to please this person and oh, yeah <laughs> yeah but just like we're we 
carry an underlying belief that, um, you know, love is something that you have to kind of work for. And, you know, we do put, we put people on pedestals, like, um, and it's a kind of thing where, you know, uh, anxious people can be really loving, but also we have a hard time, uh, receiving sometimes. Right. Oh yeah. And then avoidant people, um, there's two types of avoidant. Those are the last two. One, very, the the common type of avoidant is the dismissive avoidant. And so these are the, you know, these are the lone wolves, right? Like the solo travelers that are like, you know, I'm, I take care of myself. I, I don't, I shouldn't have to take care of anybody else because no one really takes care of me. Very independent, very, um, you know, self-soothe, which like within uh, secure people can kind of calm themselves both on their own and also with other people. And anxious people have a tendency to want to calm themselves a little too much through others. Not very good at calming alone. Um, Mm -hmm. But avoidant people, especially dismissive avoidant people, can only uh, really soothe alone. They don't know how to do it through other people. Um, And the last type of attachment style is the fearful avoidant. And a fearful avoidant is sometimes called anxious avoidant and has elements of both, like can be anxious or avoidant. Um, and, uh, you know, just kind of all the traits that are described of anxious and avoidant, fearful avoidant typically will, you know, have those in various degrees that kind of switch around depending on the situation. So I am, uh, I am a, at least a formerly anxious attached person. I might be scared at this point cause I've worked on it a lot, but, um, uh, anxious people and avoidant people are often really attracted to each other. Like if anyone's listening to this and they're like, I've been in a really bad relationship where we just couldn't stop fighting um what what was very likely going on if you were on the roller coaster is that one of you was anxious and one of you was avoidant and got into this thing called the anxious avoidant trap where one person wants more intimacy and the other person does not want as much intimacy and there's just constant polarized emotional needs of one person pursuing and the other person distancing um so in terms of emotional unavailability, the like the original question, I think that avoidant people are the most visibly unavailable, but Ooh. anxious people are also unavailable because it's like it, we just do something that's a little different. Like we're, we're tricky about it because it's like yeah. being like getting attached to someone who can't give you what you need emotionally is just it's also like a way of not getting what you need emotionally and of kind of keeping yourself safe it's just it's a sly way like true availability true availability you got to be comfortable with like the giving and receiving of love but anxious people often have a very 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 hard time yeah you smother people with how much you want to know about them and so and then you smother them so much and then when someone asks you a question about it you're just like that was fine and then you don't like (laughs) You don't like give give uh, that much detail to it. Uh, yeah, I def- I actually Leah and I have talked about this. We both fall in the anxious avoidant category. You're where, both like both anxious and avoidant. Yeah, we're both anxious avoidant people, and because I'm very avoidant with t- telling people how I actually feel about things, so I will like like if like in not in a you know a way where it's like if something morally bothers me, I will tell someone. But if someone is like, "Do you want to eat pizza or do you want to eat?" 
like uh, burgers and I secretly want pizza, but and I'll just be like, oh, burgers, because that's like what you want. They'll be like, yeah, OK. And then and then I'll get like kind of mad and I won't bring it up. Like I won't say that I actually want pizza. Right. And so like I'm like that. So we both have to check in with each other constantly to be like, is this what you really want? Or <laughs> this is what you want. And then that sounds like, like really great communication. Yeah, no, no, it is. But we but we and we both like kind of and it's nice, though, because like I was used to date somebody who was probably just like more anxious and I was avoidant and they were very good at confrontation and very good at telling the people what they wanted. And like, and I wasn't, and I was always asking, are you mad at me? Are you mad at me? This and that, blah, 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 blah. And so like, that's got that's like being emotionally unavailable too. That's being very selfish. That's being very like, you know, uh, a, not a good partner, frankly. And so like, yeah, so that doesn't, those, those two don't work, but with us, we know, and we kind of joke about it. So I think it's like more of a, it's nice. That's like, awesome. Yeah. But but you're totally right, Kate. Like, it can just, like, lead to this, like, lot of buildup of resentment that never gets discussed and it just uh, manifests itself in other ways in the relationship or, you know, uh, you're just, like, not emotionally there or you're kind of mean in different ways. And, yeah. It's just hard because it's, like, anxious and avoided people. I mean, it can, like, it can work, especially both people aren't really, you know, communicating well. But, you know, it's like, I remember in my last relationship, it was like, hey, like, I'd really like to check in more with texts throughout the day. And he's like, actually, I'd really like for us to be fucking other people. And it was just like, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Go off. whatever true. need we had, it was so opposite. Right. <laughs> <Please, please. laughs> you know? Yeah. other people i just want to text (laughs) i I think i'm i think i'm anxious anxious avoidant uh just based on like my past relationships where like if a guy is like really into me i become avoidant and if a guy isn't really into me i become uh like the the other one so what's your primary one would you say like what what type probably of- avoidant just because i'm like no this isn't good yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna walk away I fearful avoidant is actually a really not common a- attachment style my guess is without knowing much i would say like anybody of any attachment style can um have like it depends on the relationship, right? Like mm-hmm. all relationships bring out different stuff. I would guess that your primary attachment style is dismissive avoidant. And like, if you're with someone more avoidant than you, you can become anxious. But yes. that's but fearful avoidant is like an attachment style that usually people don't have it unless they have been through a lot of trauma in their mm. lives. They can, but it's usually, it's an attachment style that generally is a result of like intense trauma. But anybody like... Anybody, it's anybody who is insecurely attached can explore the the full range of insecurely attached options. And even Mm. somebody who is securely attached, let's say they start out that way. Like if a securely attached person is in a relationship with someone who is, you know, lying to them, cheating on them, like that person can become anxious. And if they're with somebody that's like smothering them all the time, it's just like, like they can become avoidant. But the thing, the different thing about a securely attached person is like, you know, if they're not too deep into the relationship, like, and it's the other person is displaying a lot of unhealthy behavior, they'll probably move on from it, you know? Yeah. I wonder if people, like, think that they're insecure relationship or they think that they're secure because they think what is, what is actually dysfunctional is normal. And, like, they I think so, yeah. Yeah, and they, like, wouldn't perceive this as a dysfunction. Like, oh, all relationships go through this. Or, like, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like what, what I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, but like, yeah, 
so they identify as secure, but they're actually like avoidant or they're actually anxious or they're actually fearful or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of a lot of avoidant people who don't know about attachment style, like a lot of avoidant people, if you describe this to them, they would be like, oh, actually, I'm very secure, but I've dated nonstop codependent people. <laughs> because their perception of what is, you know, normal is that people do not meet each other's needs and everyone's responsible for their own needs when, you know usually uh like in a healthy relationship there's a degree of interdependence where people are meeting their own needs and also meeting some of their partner's needs um, yeah I'm, I'm like i very much need to know like constantly that people aren't mad at me and so <laughs> and so but that got better when i started taking antidepressants but it is like a thing where like uh my girlfriend told me that her friend and her her partner do a state of the relationship every month where like once a month they like they're like okay well how are we doing like how is there anything that's bothering you? You know, blah, blah, blah. Like they talk through their issues, which I think is like a very healthy way of going about it. Especially oh, yeah. Time. I think so too. I've, you know, I usually try to check in about things um, like once a week when I'm in a relationship. I think that's, it's good to have an open, an open communication. And it's also good to like have fun. But yeah, I don't know. Cause it's like, I think I'm, a, I think I'm at the end of my willingness to, to date people who are insecurely attached and not working on it. Yeah. yeah. Insecurely attached and working on it. Come on over here. Let's figure it out together. You know? Yeah. But if you're like, if, you know, if somebody is like, uh, I have to like sell them like on the kind of basics of like, Hey, it's necessary to talk about our feelings or in order to feel a close right, connection right. with each other. You know, I don't want to do that again. Yeah. 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 Or like, yeah, I think it's just like, yeah. How can you, I don't know. I feel the same way, Kate, where it's just like, how can you not talk about this? I just all, that's kind of what I want to talk about a lot of the time. It's like, yeah. are you doing okay? Like, am I doing right by you? Like, are you doing by, right by me? Like that kind of stuff. Like that's so important. Yeah. yeah. And outside of that, like, I think I'm a victim of like, what is it, the self-improvement industrial complex? Like the idea of just being like, I have a problem and I'll just let that problem keep going, never yeah. work on it. That's like insane to me. Or like, yeah. it's, it's, well, I think the self-improvement industrial complex is like this idea that you can solve every problem that like afflicts you. And there's like a, there's an app for that, or there is a, there's an exercise for that, or there's a product for that, right? That's the industrial complex when really it takes a one, it takes a lot more work than that Two, Some of those like traumatizations are institutionally based that like you don't have that much control over anyway. Uh, and it like takes a lot more than you like reading a book to figure it out. Uh, and like, those are like the, the, the big things. So like, I don't know. I don't know if you suffer from that. I just think that you, you like, I don't know. I just think that people let you down, which is not your fault. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That's like well, not your fault. <laughs> it's like the self-improvement industrial complex. It's, you know, it is fucked up that we're in this situation. Where we're like being told that we have to like That's constantly like, yeah. work on ourselves. Yeah. Especially women. There's yeah, but there is an upside to it in a way because it's like, you know, attachment issues and intimacy issues in particular can be so, so painful that like, you know, I mean, like my parents married for 40 years and I mean, like I saw, you know, what I have uh, the kind of arguing that I've had in, you know, maybe six months relationships like I cannot imagine extending that for like the <laughs> amount of, yeah. yeah my parents don't argue anymore really because what happened is um my dad 
my mom moved to a different house. My dad's very avoidant and my mom's very anxious. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now they're like getting along great. They're like BFF. They love hanging out together. Yeah. And I think it is this kind of thing where now my dad's need for space is met. So he can be like really warm and excited to see my mom when he sees her. Right. But when they were like living together, my dad was kind of constantly like, overwhelmed i need more space i need more space so they they did like resolve their attachment issue but probably without ever being conscious of it you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's great yeah. i a friend of mine talked about that he's like yeah my parents and he's iranian and his parents live in iran but he's like yeah my parents uh they made sure they made enough money to have two apartments one for him and one for her and at the end of the night she'd be like i'm going to my apartment <laughs> Yeah, that's so funny. That sounds pretty. That sounds reasonable. That sounds, to me. Yeah, that sounds that rocks. Uh, honestly, no, that's that's a huge issue that my, I really feel in my relationship. Like when we need alone time, because I feel because I want the other person to like me. I feel I don't know when to articulate that I need my alone time, and now she can tell when I do, and she's like, "Do you need alone time?" And I'm like, "No," and then she's like, "Do you need alone time?" And I have to be like, "Yes, okay." It's like <laughs> being hangry when it goes too long. <laughs> totally. Yeah. But also that's like something I have to work on where I have to be like more assertive because I don't want her to be like always trying to figure out what I'm feeling. That That's yeah. not a good thing to, to do. So it's like, that's a big thing for us, like alone time and figuring out our space. And like, like we spent three weeks together and we both were like, that's too long. But then we spent two <laughs> weeks apart and we were also like, okay, well, that's too long now. We have yeah. to figure out a good medium between those two. So, yeah, that's I mean, to me, it just like sounds so good that you're able to like have, you know, a discussion about like calibrating it and then ultimately find places that like do feel good to both of you yeah. right because it's like the thing that's fucked up is when you know one you can't have talks about calibration or two when even if you can talk about it there's literally no amount that feels good to both people because right. the needs are too different that's really yeah. yeah yeah exactly no no you're totally right that's uh yeah we we're both very fortunate we're both well we're both also in therapy and like you know we've been working on this for like years (laughs) so it's not like uh this came naturally i guess i think it came more out of like just time and i'm now on my medication so that helps me a lot that's awesome yeah it's uh it's just like it's yeah it's 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 like a game for me at least it was like a game changer some people it's it's different than others but yeah i'm a lot less anxious i can like don't need to be like drinking or like eating when i feel alone i don't need to like do any of that stuff so yeah it's it's been it's been very healthy Um, oh yeah oh uh so in addition to attachment styles what are the other i guess because there's like so many ways people categorize themselves so there's like introvert extrovert there's um some people really like astrology but what are the other things that you found that you need someone to be compatible with you in order for the relationship to work So, so i don't i'm not an astrology person whatsoever um, I am an extrovert, but I don't need someone else to be. I'm pretty, mm-hmm. I'm actually pretty attracted to introverts. There's something about it that feels yeah. very magical to me. Like, how do you do that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I definitely know that I need someone who is smart. I know that I need someone who is funny. And I know that I need someone who is kind um and you know self-aware slash emotionally intelligent Mm -hmm. but I think beyond those things I'm pretty open like it's like not like that stuff would be kind of like you know the must-haves but 
beyond that, like I'd be open to just, you know, seeing seeing what the connection was, you know. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. You what you know, Kenise, what do you need? What is your thing? Because I feel like I've talked about this many times on the pod. You have you have guessed at like what my list is, but it's mm-hmm. not, I don't think it's as specific as you think it is. Yeah. Um all those things hold true. I want the weird to face. Kind. That's the number that's the only deal. Weird though. face. Weird yes, face. Gotta important. have a weird face. Uh, a face that's too normal is suspicious to me. I need it to just be like slightly off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, weird face, nice, uh, funny. Uh I and there are some things that like I think some people would say that it's either shallow or materialistic, but like I do need them to have the money to go to the movies. Like I do need them to like be able to take care of themselves in a certain way. Um, So I, I I would never want to say, Oh, he has to make this much money because that seems crazy. But like, I love going to the movies. And if this person can't afford going to the movies, I'm not going to pay for them to go to the movies all the time. That would, I think be, uh, weight on the relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, that's not like a lot. That's not like you're saying that you need to yeah. date a millionaire. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> just like pretty. Like a, like a hundred air. Just, yeah. No. Yeah. Just, like, you need a, it. you also, if I can try and diagnose, not diagnose Jesus. You try to diagnose me constantly. I'm going to try. If I can, if I can guess again, mm-hmm. I would also say that you like a go-getter. You like somebody who has his own shit and also is like, this is what my shit is. This is what your shit is. I'm happy to engage in your shit, but ultimately mine comes before yours. And like, uh, I'm happy with, you know, the way that my life is going and I want you to be part of it. And I want you to make me part of your life. Uh, oh, but they yeah, have to well, have like more of a singular, maybe, maybe that second part, I don't know if that's what you want, but the first part, definitely. And you want someone with a singular vision and who like- Not a singular is, vision, but yeah, someone who's like, I think the a thing that I find really unattractive, and, and Kate, let me know if you've experienced this on dates too, where they their interesting thing about themselves is that they thought about doing something interesting, like yeah. not that they actually did uh, something that's, interesting. That's so but funny. Like guys were like, "Yeah, I think I'd want to brew beer," but they've never tried to do it, or like yeah. guys were like, "I love like, comedy, so cool." Yeah, I thought about being a comedian. It's like, well, did you like go to open mics? Did you actually like expose yourself in order to see if this thing that you say that you like is actually for you? And no, and that I, that turns me off. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean. I think that like there was this guy, this the same guy that was like secretly listening to my podcast. His whole thing was that he like loved movies and he like that's fine. I also really like movies, but you know, he was watching like maybe 14 movies a week, maybe like two per day. Mm-hmm. There's so many movies and then you know, also a lot of TV. And it was like the whole thing was just like consume, consume, consume. And it's yeah. like, I don't I have a drive to consume and take in things, but I also have a drive to create things. And there was something, I think I need to be with someone who like also has a drive to make or do something, you know, like consume. Yeah. No, no, that's true. That's, that's true. That's like a good, yeah. They, I think that like the word is independent and like independent in a way that feels productive and not like I'm a big fan of, you know, Doctor Who or something. <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, is that a reference to a specific person that I dated? No. Because he was like overly into Doctor Who. That's no, so I would just, I literally just brought it up because I know they have like a big fan base. But is there someone you were thinking of? 
I don't the know. last person I called my boyfriend was like, Oh, really? Doctor <laughs> Who. And really? Like, I didn't know yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. And that is one of the things that like was really frustrating to me that he like talked about how much he liked like creative pursuits, but it's like, wait, what are you actually doing though? Yeah, so that got, sucks. Yeah. Oh, you gotta have yeah, if your taste is bad, I can't date you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's like weird though, because it's like for as, okay. So the things that I was mentioning, like kind, smart, funny, I, it's not, they, it's just that those are the things that I absolutely will not compromise on Yeah, because yeah. the thing is, is like, I can say like, oh, there's all this stuff. I mean, like if I expand that to like the list of things that like, you know, I would be likely to be very interested in somebody, it would be a lot longer, but yeah. Like, there's always kind of, every time I really like somebody, you know, it's like this thing where, like, oh, wow, like, I actually couldn't have anticipated that I would feel this way about Mm -hmm. this person. Even the ones that are really good and nice, I would be like, wow, you know, this person always seemed really sweet to me, but I never anticipate that I would think that they were the most special person ever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know? No, yeah, no, I like, I have. I understand that completely. <laughs> yeah, they gotta have they gotta have good from like you know you don't have to have the same taste as me, but you gotta have good taste and you gotta like. I'm sorry, politically we have to be like at least pretty close. You don't have yeah. to be the exact same as me, but you gotta be like you gotta understand where I'm coming from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> like that kind of thing. I don't understand why people put moderate on Hinge. I just yeah like, yeah. Oh, exactly. When I see that, I'm like, well, I'm gonna like. I think you're doing this because you're trying to appeal to the most people or something. Yeah, but no. that means that like you'd be comfortable dating like someone who straight up doesn't think that I have rights. So yeah 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 yeah. 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 Oh my god, it's like I don't know. I I I like dating leftists, but then also like so, I mean I, I probably will want to date a leftist, but sometimes people are just like with any kind of political thing that's still like a little fringy sometimes you get like super weirdos but yeah (laughs) the political stuff is big yeah i'm not saying it's like your identity but like when i'm like angry about something i hope that you're angry about the same thing oh yeah right you know it doesn't have to be in the same way that i'm angry but you're just upset and like you understand where my anger is coming from or at least willing to listen to like something you know that might not necessarily fit within your worldview a hundred percent yeah. I I totally agree. The therapist guy, you mm-hmm. know what he also he was also doing? He oh. was uh yeah, he was leading anti-racism corporate workshops. Oh, um, no. It looked bad and I could tell that his heart was like in the in a good place, but I'm like he's like Robin DeAngelo. Like obviously, like I fucking hate it when people are racist, but like the way that he was trying to not be was just so like Right, it's cringy. It's so cringy. Like, he's, <laughs> yeah. like, he's like teaching people, you know, like, you know, go start a conversation about race with your coworkers. And yeah. it's like, no, don't, absolutely no. don't do that. Don't fucking yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's Sorry. nothing worse than yeah. you're just like, hey, I'm a brown person and I'm just minding my own business. And a bunch of people are like, okay, we've got. What do, what do you think about these things? And yeah. Like, Claire, between, we, we, every day, every Wednesday between 12 and 1 are Black Lives Matter hours. Where yeah. we, we talk to all of our Black employees and oh see how God. they're doing. 
I would only do that if they paid me extra. You have to pay yeah. me extra if you yeah. want me to also give. You actually have to work two extra hours to make up for the one lost hour to Black Lives Matter hour. So yeah, <laughs> do not start a conversation. Like, you know, I'm I'm kind of on the side of do not even start a conversation with your coworkers at all. No one wants to talk to their fucking coworkers no. unless they're really. Dude. I am, yeah, I'm team let's get rid of conversation. Let's get rid of shit chat at work. Let's get rid of idle conversations. Yeah. Let's get rid of anything that doesn't have to do with uh, work. So we can I love do- it. Like I have corporate experience where I feel that is the case. Absolutely. But now I work for a nonprofit and I'm like, yeah, okay. with my boss. No, I it's totally like, get that. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah. yes, before if someone was like, hey, what do you think about political issue? I'd be like, I am HR and I'm calling HR. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. talk to me about this. Do not make me call myself. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I just quit like a corporate, corporate, corporate mm-hmm. environment. And it's just like, actually, some of my coworkers were really nice, but whatever. I'm going to just shit talk this because. Yeah, do it. Like, none of them I, listen, I can assure you. Yeah, yeah, every yeah. time I, I like, I didn't get a raise for four years. That's why I quit. Right. And every well, that time, makes sense. Sure. Yeah, I kept asking, and it was like the company is doing bad, company's doing bad, and then finally this year, it's like the business has like tripled, and it's very obvious. And so I was like, yeah. okay, when am I getting paid more? And it was like, the people at my work pretend that that's sort of just like, wow, I thought you were happy here. Like, what's going? You know, and I'm like trying to pretend that it's some sort of like uh, weird thing emotionally to ask for. I'm like, this is a job. We're not hanging out. You yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. And four years is a significant period of time in which the yeah. audience expected because yeah. you've developed four years of experience, which means you are much more valuable as an employee than the person who just walked yeah, in. You know the door. how this company works. Yeah. No, totally. So that's ridiculous. Yeah, but they, whatever. They said no, so they can. They've never given anyone a raise, any of my coworkers ever. Uh, off line, I am gonna know what I'm gonna ask what the name of this company is because fuck them. Yeah, no, I will yeah. tell you. I might even post about it. I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm going rogue, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you. That I mean congratulations. That, yeah. that sounds like you you fucking stood your ground and you're like I did. Yeah. Well, because no, and and this is related to dating in a way because you know like I. I left a relationship a few months ago where, you know, for various reasons, I just didn't think that, I mean, it just wasn't the right, let's just say it wasn't the right situation with me. Yeah. Largely mm-hmm. because, I mean, for many reasons, but part of it was because, like, um, the man I was dating, like, does not believe in monogamy, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I do. I want yeah. that, you know? Yeah. And, like, um, so I was... I felt so much better after I said that, that I was just like, what else could I quit? Like, is there any yeah. other situation <laughs> in my life that yeah. I don't feel valued in? And it was like, oh, work. Like, I feel really bad here. And I just, I don't know. I mean, I definitely have to figure out what's next. And I am really hoping that it, you know, during the pandemic, it was tough. But I'm hoping that now that the pandemic is over, that, you know, maybe like, um, not over, but coming to its end, that maybe it can, you know, just be comedy stuff. But yeah, yeah uh, man, it sounds like you're in like, the rom-com seat like I you are not exactly like I don't think you're like a rom-com person but truly like losing a like getting rid of a guy getting rid of a job it seems like you're about to do like the big thing there's like a montage where you like get ready Mm -hmm. where you like change your life I'm excited for you I'm trying I'm trying yeah you're gonna be walking down fifth avenue and then you're just gonna bump into a guy (laughs) just wearing an I'm emotionally available shirt and a secure relationship and uh 
I'm uh, I'm here to listen to you. That's what it's, that's what the shirt's gonna say. It's gonna say all those things on it. <laughs> well, my my cats are like you know they can tell what what sort of vibe I'm on right now. Yeah. So I'm like I'm like look you know I've gotten rid of two things. <laughs> you know I'm just Behave. saying now is not, <laughs> now is not a good time for you to be toxic. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> what is toxic for a cat? Toxic cats. <laughs> well. I I think my cats have displayed some toxic behavior sometimes. Oh, okay. Here's the thing: the cats knock glasses off, you know, off things, which is not Ooh. that's no toxic. That's a cat thing. And sometimes they look right at me and they make eye contact, and they're not even walking by it, but they just go to it and they like push it off <laughs> because they think it's like so funny that I'm like oh no you know like, I have to clean up all the glass I would say that's toxic behavior from yeah, that yeah, that's so uh-huh. yeah. honestly this sounds like a great New Yorker cartoon series like yeah. toxic cats and it's just like relating those things to like what toxic men do I yeah. want to see this if, if you haven't written this I'm just saying this is a good I think this could be good I think little pearl is a narcissist and I would oh. say that uh I would say that little Albert is is more borderline, very intense separation anxiety from him. You know, you close uh, the door for one minute. He's like, yeah. that's oh, his man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, we are coming up on the hour. Uh, and as we end every episode of Love About Town, we end with final thoughts. So things you've considered, things you want to reiterate to the listeners, uh, things you just want us to know about you. Ooh. Yeah, I have a podcast called Reply Guys, which mm-hmm. is a uh, it's a feminist comedy political podcast. Um, Great but also, podcast. Thank you. I also just wrote a book. Uh-huh. Congrats. It has a lot of stuff about dating in it. It's called Dirtbag Anthropology, and it's a mm-hmm. memoir about masculinity on Audible. But there's a lot of stuff about sex and dating in there. Um, and check it out. Yeah. Hell yeah. Rohan, what are oh, your final thoughts? My final thoughts are... Be as communicative as you can to somebody when you're dating them. And also, like, if you were worried about dating, if you're like, I don't know if that's the right thing for me to do, that's great. But if you're avoiding it because for whatever reason, I don't know, jump back into dating. I want everyone to be jumping into dating. I want if you if you feel comfortable, obviously, like I don't want to like if you had some traumatic experience and don't do it. But if you're just like, I'm afraid to download the app, then just download the app and then see what happens. Like you don't have to do anything, but at least you're getting started. It's baby yeah. stuff. Okay. So, yeah, that's my thoughts. I don't know why that's a final thought today, but it is. All right, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my final thought is, it's good to hear that attachment styles can change because I think yeah. that, yeah, I am definitely attempting to move towards someone who can have secure attachments instead of the constant push pull of avoidant and uh, insecure attachment styles. Yeah. Oh, it definitely yeah. can change. And also if you, let's say the next person you get with is, is already securely attached, then your relationship can be like a secure relationship even before your attachment style has changed. Okay. That makes sense because, because if you're with someone anxious and they're like, Hey, Denise, where are you? Like, you'll be like way more avoided. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But if a secure person is like, just like, you know, you're chilling out, you're like, I need some space. And then they're like, okay. Then you'll be like, Oh, like your subconscious will know. I, I literally can get space whenever I want it, so I don't yeah. have to fight for it in the same way, you know? Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, well, what are your socials? Where can people find you on the internet? 
Um, I am on Twitter at Kate Willett. I got two T's in my last name, and then I'm on Instagram at Kate Willett. I'm on TikTok, yeah. but I don't even know my handle because <laughs> I just started. I'm so overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Rohan Patty, cool guy on Instagram. I am Rohan, cool guy on Twitter. And uh, I don't know, listen to this podcast and give us five stars and leave us a nice review and don't say anything mean. And if you do want to say something mean, leave us a five star review and say something nice anyway. <laughs> yeah, just do it. Nice. Uh, you can find me at Kenise Mowgli on all the platforms. Please uh, watch my Instagram live show, Make Yourself Cry, Tuesdays at 10 p.m. on Instagram Live. And The Lab, it's a very experimental Black comedy show, is back third Friday of every month. Check it out on Assemble Co. This has been Love About Town. Thanks so much for listening. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks, Kate.